Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? Man, does this smell good. Wolfing down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Luke. Hey, boy. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. All right, it is noon on a Monday. It's time for all of today's top sports stories. Wolf and down your lunch. Aaron Maloney is here. Aaron, anything going on today? Man. It's a busy day. It's a quiet Monday. Yeah, seriously. Well, like we've been talking about all day, the Arizona Cardinals have fired head coach Cliff Kingsbury, who just 10 months ago signed a contract extension through the 2027 season. So Josina Anderson tweeted out about an hour and a half ago that she was told when Cliff Kingsbury met with the staff to inform them of the news, he had a surprised and distraught demeanor on his face. Subsequently, staff were told some of them may be retained. So that could be interesting. We'll get to that in a second. But here's NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. One year after Cliff Kingsbury signed a big-time multi-year extension, he has been fired by owner Michael Bidwell. A frustrating year in Arizona, to be sure. And while this is a firing, in other words, Cliff Kingsbury gets to keep all the money left on his contract, I I would describe this, Tom, as a little more of a mutual parting. Cliff Kingsbury did not seem like he was having very much fun in Arizona this year. It was a struggle all the way through from... The on-field result to the relationship with Kyler Murray, the quarterback, to all sorts of turnover on his coaching staff. So, were you guys at all surprised by the news coming down today? Um, no, I, I'm kind of surprised at that Josina Anderson tweet that seems to indicate Cliff Kingsbury may have been surprised because part of the reason I wasn't surprised was his answer to stuff last week and, and just sort of the way things were kind of heading towards this uh, this game on Sunday. It really kind of felt like he either knew he was on his way out or would kind of agree to be on his way out. So I, I, I would be shocked if, if Cliff was really that surprised today. Yeah, so would I. I I'd be shocked. Um, I was not surprised that this actually happened. You could feel the vibe. It's something I said earlier in the broadcast as well. Um, you could feel the vibe, definitely. You had to, you had this feeling that something was imminent, something was going to happen. Now, again, you don't know it's going to happen. You don't act like it's going to happen. You just had this feeling that the way the chips were aligning right now and the stars were aligning, that at some point there was going to be real change. So I can't say that I'm surprised by this. So then the second half of Josina Anderson's tweet this morning said that some staff were told some of them may be retained. And according to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, he expects Cardinals defensive coordinator Vance Joseph to get a long look for head coach in Arizona. He's very respected in the building. Do you think that could be the answer for the Arizona Cardinals, Vance Joseph being named the new head coach? Yes. Yeah, I think it could be. I, I, I would hope that they, they also look outside the organization. But if they look outside the organization and they look inside the organization and they think Vance Joseph's the guy, then, yeah, I I, I would be interested to see how that dynamic plays out. But we, how many times have we said on, on this show, and, and really I think all the shows on these airwaves over the last couple of years, Vance Joseph's going to get another shot at being a head coach somewhere at some point. I just 
just I don't want it to be like this hasty. Oh, we'll just go with Vance Joseph, or we'll go with Vance and see how things go next year without Kyler. For the like, if if you're gonna hire Vance, let's hire Vance with the hopes that Vance is the guy. And I hope you look outside the organization before you do that. Yeah, no, I think there's a real possibility that that is going to be the move. And again, nobody's told me that, but just looking at it right now, Vance is so respected in that locker room, and that's really critical going forward. Um, I think he got a bad deal basically in Denver. And you know what? You don't want to change the offense and the terminology under Kyler Murray as he's out there rehabbing. I, th- I think it makes his return um, questionable <laughs> whenever that's going to happen because you look at September right now and you're hoping that somehow, some way, Kyler Murray can actually come back in September from his rehab off his ACL and actually play in 2023. And um, you're hoping that happens, but man, if you change the offense underneath him, I think it only delays that return. So we also learned this morning that Cardinals general manager Steve Keim is out. He's stepping down to focus on his health. Do you guys think that the Cardinals will promote from within at that position? You have Quentin Harris. You have Adrian Wilson, who took over for Steve Kime when he took the health-related absence. What do you guys think the Cardinals are going to do at that position? Well, I would give a similar answer to if you're going to promote from within, please look outside first. Like, make sure you sure. do your due diligence. The, the only can I think there's two things you have to remember here. One, if you go out and hire another GM then Adrian Wilson's probably going to go somewhere. And Quentin Harris probably going to go somewhere, right? Like you, you can't hire a GM and be like, oh, you know, we'll have these guys in, in five or six years waiting around. Adrian Wilson was already getting interviewed for jobs a year ago. I don't know that I love the idea of co-GMs, though, Wolf. That that, that is a very weird dynamic when, when you're supposed to be I, the decision maker. Yeah, I would agree with that, Luke, honestly. I think you, you have to have a line of delineation. There's got to be a direct uh, general manager I don't know if having co-general managers is the best way to go, but what I do like about promoting either Adrian Wilson or Quentin Harris is the fact that they already know Kyler and have a relationship with Kyler Murray. This is all about Kyler Murray as far as I'm concerned going forward. Every question that Michael Bidwell has, every question in regard to these hires going forward has got to be about Kyler Murray and the culture you're going to build with Kyler Murray in the middle of that culture. And having a relationship already, Adrian Wilson has a relationship with Kyler Murray. Quentin Harris has a relationship with Kyler Murray. Vance Joseph has a relationship with Kyler Murray. It's one of the things that I think may be the deciding factor going forward. I have no inside information on this. It's just my own thought that this could be a possibility where having that inside relationship already with Kyler Murray is a good thing, a positive thing. And because of that, that culture can solidify. Isn't, so we'll see. Isn't that kind of scary, though? Like, I agree with you 100%. You, you, you have to build everything around Kyler Murray. 
Is it kind of scary to have to build everything around Kyler Murray? Like everything. That, yeah. To me, that's a difference between, hey, we got to give Kyler Murray a big contract last summer. Okay, he took him number one overall. And going into last season, he was getting better each year. The fact that they now have to construct an entire rebuild around how everything fits around Kyler sure. Murray is a lot more scary to me because he wasn't good this year. See, I would change one thing that you just said. I'm not going to build it around everything Kyler Murray. He's going to be in the middle of that culture that you're going to build. That's what you've got to do. Yeah. It's not like you've got to fit it to everything Kyler Murray. He's got to fit a little bit, He's got to fit, too. Yeah. No, that's and that's a, a very important distinction because if you fit it all around him, I think we're here again in two years. If he starts fitting in with what you Which bring in, Which is why, too. once again, Vance Joseph, Adrian Wilson, Quentin Harris, these guys know him. They can reach him. And then you can teach him. All right, we come back. That was Wolfen Down Your Lunch. Thank you, Aaron, as always. When we come back, what does Paul Calvisi think of today's Cardinals news? He will tell us because he's going to join us next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back to the show. Just to kind of reset where everything is. Normally, we would have Cliff Kingsbury on at one forty-five. That's not going to happen. He is not the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals anymore. The team sent out a press release earlier today that Cliff is out. Steve Kime has decided to step away from his position as GM, and Michael Bidwell is going to address the media at two o'clock today. So, uh, we've already talked to Dave Pash. We've talked to Kyle Vandenbosch. We're going to talk to Darren Urban, Lorenzo Alexander later on. Right now, we're going to talk to Paul Calvisi, the Arizona Cardinals sideline reporter, who joins us on the Arizona Sports Line. Paulie, thanks for the time. And I know it's a, it's a crazy day right at the end of the season and everything. Um, what was your initial reaction when you heard stuff this morning? Well, not shocked. Um, and by the way, I apologize in advance for the voice. Uh, I left part of it in Santa Clara. So uh, right now I'm on more steroids and like Sosa McGuire. But we'll see if we can make this happen. So uh, not shocked. And, of course, there's always, you know, when you work closely with a head coach like Cliff Kingsbury and, and you've done his TV show, Wolf, for the last four years, and win or lose, he was always so professional and so cordial with the media. I think of how many questions I asked him after tough losses. And, you know, and some questions were a lot better than others. And, you know, he respectfully answered every question. So there is that respect level. Now, I'm not saying change wasn't needed. When you have lost 18 of your last 23, and you've lost 12 of your last 13 at home, change was coming. So, you know, to what degree? And and, and look, we talked about it for the last almost two months, guys. If you're going to make a move at head coach, there's usually a, a few factors why or a combination thereof. Number one, QB regression. And Kyler Murray, we could talk about this for the next four hours, but I think we all saw the lack of a downfield passing attack this year, mm-hmm. even when he was healthy, even when he did have weapons. Do you realize, and analytics aren't everything, but there's a stat, DVOA, deep throws, 16-plus air yards, that Kyler last season, 2021, led all quarterbacks in yep. deep throws. Yep. Do you know where he was when he got hurt this year? Dead last. <laughs> So there have been serious regression there. In the past, Michael Bidwell has always measured the Cardinals against the rest of the division. 
Where are you compared to the 49ers right now? Where are you against a Seahawks team that's into the playoffs and now has picks after the heist with Denver, right? And and then there's other issues. You know, your fans, your sponsors, do you need to bolster you know the belief in those and then you know does does a coach still have the locker room i i think he definitely did and based on hard knocks but you know going back to kyler i'd also say it's been my theory that you brought in cliff kingsbury to pair him with kyler murray and you thought okay this this is a great combo but i almost wonder if cliff wouldn't be a better head coach with an established veteran quarterback yep with a tom brady and a carson palmer who, who literally run their own practices and yep. call out guys who make mental errors, missed assignments and alignments. Uh, it almost, to me, I, I think Cliff would be better in that situation because, you know, he, he's not necessarily the bad cop, right? Yeah. So, yeah, Paulie, you know what? Honestly, um, I, I have to ask you this right now. I did not get a chance to ask you this on the plane ride home last night, but... You know, what do you think is the next step? What is the next step you think they're going to take? And if so, what is that? Well, in terms of uh, filling the position, head coach, GM, all the above? Yes. Look, I I think you're still in pursuit of last offseason's objective, to bring some accountability into the locker room. Mm -hmm. Two off-seasons ago was bringing in leadership. I think you had plenty of leadership on this team. I mean, J.J. Watt is an elite leader, as we've all seen. Kelvin Beecham, Colt McCoy, Buda Baker, we've seen evidence of that. James Conner. There's more than enough leadership in there. Is there enough accountability? And I... Once again, I, Luke, we were on the air. Wolf had one of his, you know, dozens of off days when the hard knocks news came down last year. And what was my immediate reaction? That's a football decision to add another layer of accountability. Yep. And so when you hear guys say over and over, it comes down to the details. Guy said it again today, a couple hours ago in the locker room, right? You got to get that accountability. Why was it lacking? And so, who is that? What kind of head coach brings that? Yeah. You know, if it's a Vance Joseph, and it might be, I, I have no idea. But if it is, I, I'll say this much. I've seen Vance Joseph on the sideline light up players. I've seen him light up assistant coaches. Where you cringe. You're like, oh my goodness. That assistant coach had his guy out there at the wrong time in the yeah. wrong package. And he just got it from Vance Joseph. So, if given the head coaching gig... Could he be that answer? I'll say this. If you do promote from within and you're trying to figure out the answer, right? Because you're either part of the problem or you're part of the solution. Who would know best who checks either box than an existing coach, Mm -hmm. someone from the inside? That, to me, would be the benefit of promoting That's from exactly within. Right, yeah, Paul. Even even with the general managership, once again, you know, it, it's got to be on the same page because for me, Paulie, it's all about Kyler Murray and getting Kyler Murray back to being Kyler Murray. It's all about that. You gave the guy 230 million dollars and I think we'd all agree every coach you're going to bring in here, every head coach at least, has got to be vetted through can he reach Kyler Murray? Every general manager's got to be on the same page, whomever that general manager may be. Will they be able to have a strong relationship with Kyler Murray and then build a culture around that, Paulie? I think the bottom line is Kyler. 
And that that is a tough that is tough to ascertain with an outsider, isn't it? How, how are you going to know? Yeah. Yeah. If you bring in a Sean Payton, a Jim Harbaugh, some of these big names, how do you know if you bring in someone from the outside how they're ultimately going to connect and click with Kyler Murray? Yep. Boy, that opens up a whole lot of different conversations that we're going to have throughout the show. But, uh, but Polly, just I know there's not a definitive right answer to this, but what do you think the sense of urgency is? Not that they're going to hire somebody tomorrow, but is there a point where it's, you know, if you're going after a Sean Payton, you got to do it quickly. If you're not going after him, you have a little more time, don't you? Sure, and and we've seen both approaches, right? I mean, we, we saw when Bruce Arians was the last head coach of that entire coaching cycle, and, and there were columns being written. You know, what are the Cardinals waiting for? And, and then they, you know, ended up hitting a home run with hiring Bruce Arians. So, you know, they've gone both ways, Luke. You know, in in that they've identified someone early and they made it happen quickly. In other words, some other times they've really, you know, perused the uh, prospects out there and figure out, and they've had multiple interviews and interactions. So. In terms of a timeline, I'm not exactly sure. Um, But once again, I I just think you need to bring in someone who's going to start that off-season process. And that's something else Vance Joseph talked about. You know, it starts with that off-season. It starts with a team that doesn't ease its way into the regular season. I think you saw that in week one against Kansas City. There was one team that was regular season ready. And there was one team that was figuring out we're going to play our best ball in November and December. And as Zach Allen astutely pointed out to the media a couple hours ago, every loss in the NFL equals three or four losses in every other sport. And once they start to mount, I mean, look at the Suns this year, right? Look at where the Suns are right now. You think they took a similar approach to this season? 64 wins? Uh, what did that get us last year? We're going to be ready for the postseason. Well, mm-hmm. sometimes if you don't start with the right mentality, guess what? He gets away from you before you ever reach the postseason. Yeah, that, uh, that is it right there for me as well. You mentioned mentality, Polly. That means culture to me. And whomever they bring in here, um, I think culture is going to be a huge part of this, this puzzle going forward. And speaking of that, right now, I mean, Vance, going back to Vance, I, I know this guy to be a disciplinarian, right, Paul? I know this guy to be a guy that embraces the physicality of the game and the toughness of the game. That's how I know Vance Joseph. Is that correct? Yeah, based on the example I've seen on the sideline for four years, based on the fact that I think it was last month he told the media that every roster construction starts in the trenches, starts along the line of scrimmage. Yep. And right now, that's where the Cardinals are farthest away. Yes. Yes. Hey, I know there were coaches on this staff who felt strongly, for example, and there are multiple examples, the 2020 draft, when Tristan Wirfs was on the board. And then you went with Isaiah Simmons. You had just taken the rookie quarterback. Well, why not the all-pro right tackle that's going to be there for a decade? Look, look at what a home run Tristan Wirfs has been. So I think... They're going to target both lines of scrimmage absolutely out of necessity. Not only out of necessity, but I think out of philosophy going forward. Polly, great stuff, man. I know it's a busy day. Thank you for uh, for jumping on Thanks, with us Polly. for a few minutes. All right, guys. All right. Talk to you. That's Paul Calvisi, Cardinals sideline reporter, joining us right there on the Arizona Sports Line. You can text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, today's a day a lot of Cardinals fans anticipated, but it means nothing if you don't get the right guy in here now. How do they replace Cliff Kingsbury? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson.
Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. All right, well, you just heard it right there in Eric Ruby's update that the Cardinals are now in the market for a new head coach and a new general manager. There's already some names trickling out. I'm trying to find uh, one Maloney just sent me from Jonathan Jones that the Cardinals are putting in a request to interview Bears uh, assistant GM Ian Cunningham. So we're going to start to hear names like that from other teams. I, I would assume, even if you hire from within, you're going to start looking at other teams. Um, the coaching decision, though, that's the one that really that is going to take center stage, at least for right now, Wolf, because <laughs> we were just talking about this with Paul Calvisi, and you and I were talking about it earlier, and I told you, like, there's nothing against Kyler Murray, but... To me, this is much different than a year ago. Hey, we got to give Kyler all this money because we took him number one overall and he's playing really well. There's, yeah, I'm sure there's some some hesitance, or at least you kind of like you think about it for a second before you do that because that's a big commitment. But this is a much bigger commitment if you if you are building everything around Kyler now, which you kind of have to do. But like, if you bring in an outside coach. And it doesn't work out with Kyler Murray. Well, that's not great, right? Because no. then you'd be like, maybe I should. No. But also, if you bring in an outside coach and it doesn't work with Kyler Murray, doesn't that kind of expose that maybe Kyler's part of the problem? Maybe maybe there's no doubt about that, Luke. Yet at the same time, man, what a mess that is. Okay. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you, you have compounded it. Um, I believe the best way to proceed is to... F- to Bring somebody in, whether it's somebody that is within the organization right now or it's somebody outside. Bring somebody in who can make that connection with Kyler Murray. Everything revolves around Kyler Murray. It has to be that going forward right now, and it's one of the reasons why. You want to go get Sean Payton? Okay, if that's a real possibility of Sean Payton walking in here and and suddenly becoming your next head coach and general manager and you feel like he could reach Kyler Murray, bring him in. But once again, if you think that maybe a Vance Joseph, somebody who's already got a relationship with Kyler Murray, is the best way to go, do that. Whatever it is, it all has to be about whether or not you think it's going to help Kyler Murray be all that in a bag of chips going forward. Yeah, and like I said, it's just that that's... That gives me pause. You have to do it. What you're saying is 100% right. You, you, this is the situation you're in. But it's, it's this weird, like, contradiction of you're kind of cleaning house in some ways today and you're trying to get this clean slate. Okay. You're, you, new, new coach, new GM. A lot of guys on this team are free agents. Some of the other ones are retiring or maybe traded. Like, it's going to be a massive overhaul. Yeah. But that is scary on, on some level when you're stripping everything down and just building it all around the guy who didn't have a good year. Year. Like, who who were we talking to? Kyle Vandenbosch earlier in the show was like, yeah, you know, the season didn't end when Kyler Murray got hurt. They were already in a lot of trouble when Kyler Murray was playing. Yeah. So, look, to be honest, like, if I, if I were an owner, I, I would be hesitant to have to build everything around any one guy in the NFL other than, like, Mahomes, Josh Allen, 
maybe Joe Burrow. Like yeah. I would have hesitance building everything around one guy, including like building a coach and a GM around him. But that's the situation the Cardinals are in, and I just it would be nice if Kyler Murray had a better year than he did at least. No, I'm I'm with you on that one right there. But we've seen him do it in the past. You know, it's not like you have to go all the way back four years to look at Kyler Murray, and you could see the progression. Year one, two, and three was better for Kyler Murray. It yeah. was. No, he's, he was There's no complaints the first three years. No denying the fact he was getting better year to year to year. And then something something happened going into this season right here. He signed the big contract and suddenly seemed to, to be hesitant to throw the ball down the field. Something he was so good at. Last year, throwing the ball down the field, he heard Paulie talking about the fact that there are metrics, analytics, of course, that you can look at that verify the fact that he he's really stumbled this season in terms of throwing the ball down the field. But you don't need analytics to to tell you that, do you? You don't need that. All you need to do is think of some of the games you saw Kyler playing. It was not about throwing the ball down the field. I'm going to say something. I know you're not going to like this, and I don't like the idea of it either, but I'm just going to put it out there. Um, How much say does Kyler Murray have when you're going out there and selecting a coach? Do you even talk to him about it, or do you just say, hey, here's your new coach, Kyler? Yeah. um, This is like the age-old question with Devin Booker, but I thought it was a lot different with Devin Booker because the basketball team's 15 guys or 17 if you're on Michigan State in the late 90s or early 2000s. But it's a 15-man roster, and Devin Booker has established himself in that league already. Can I ask one question? Yeah. Can I go Socratic on you right there? Um, What does Kyler Murray think? he needs to do. <laughs> In other words, you know, what does Kyler think? He needs to change. Man. He's got to do something. That might He's got be to evolve, okay? Because if you tell me Kyler believes that, now all of a sudden, heck yeah, man, I'm going to ask him. Who so, do you actually have a relationship with? Who do you like? Yeah, I'm going to ask him that. It doesn't mean that his opinion is going to verify it. He's going to make it a done deal. Is going to guarantee it happens. I'm not going to proceed that way. I just want to know if Kyler thinks first he needs to get better and needs to improve and needs somebody who can take him to that next level. Hopefully he sees that. Yeah. That's where I start. That That's even, so my question earlier, if I could ask anybody one question right now, it would be to Michael Bidwell, what do you think of your quarterback? Like, are you excited to build everything around this guy? But your question might even be better to Kyler Murray. Like, what do you think you need to fix? Yes. Because I also wonder what Kyler Murray thinks today. And I don't know that we're going to get, it's not like he's around. So I don't know that we're going to get answers anytime soon of what he thinks about the news that, look, fair label or not, now he has been the coach when a qu- or quarterback when a coach has gotten fired. Yeah. So if they bring in a new guy and two years later he gets fired too, then all of a sudden Kyler starts to get that reputation, fair or not. Um, if you ask him who he wants, he's just going to say Lincoln Riley. So then you're going to have to go get him away from USC. And I think we already went down this path of getting the, the trendy young coach away from USC. Whatever it is, man, the next head coach, he needs to come in here with a culture. And it's got to be a strong, strong culture. It has to be. And the more old school it is, the more I will stand and applaud. I'm actually That's with you on this me. one. That's just me. No, but but I'm with you on, on, on it in this sense. And maybe it's not even old school, but I want an established coach in here. 
with everything that, that went on right now. And, and I don't, I think people lost in the shuffle, like, well, you know, Cliff has never coached in the NFL before. Well, he's, he's now coached in the NFL coming into the season for three years. He was a head coach. That's more experience than a lot of coaches had. When they hired him, though, he had no experience. I don't, I don't want another young, new coach coming in. I'm not saying that was the problem, but I'm just saying with the way things played out this year specifically, it feels like they need a guy who's going to step in and be like, look, man, I've coached in this league. This is the way it's going to be. Either get on board or don't. It can't, it can't be like you were saying earlier. I think it's easier to be the alpha when you can say, you know, I've been a head coach in this league for eight years and yeah. I've been an assistant coach for another 15 or whatever. Yeah. I think in this case for the Cardinals... I, I almost feel like they need to go down that path. And Vance Joseph, to a certain extent, fits that bill because he's been around and he's been a head coach before. Yeah, you know what? I love that, though. I I love the fact you bring it up because, to me, once again, the more and more I ruminate about this a little bit, the more sense it seems to go with a Vance Joseph. If you can't get a guy like Sean Payton, if you can't do it, now listen, Payton's going to... He's going to demand an awful lot, man. And he's going to have suitors. Suitors are going to be out there for Sean That's Payton. That's my fourth question. What does Sean Payton think of the Cardinals? <laughs> exactly. I and need some questions. Here's the one thing you know about Sean Payton. He's going to get, he's going to get the brinks backed up to the house. There's no doubt about that. So the more and more you think about it, man, I love the fact that Vance Joseph has been a head coach before. I love the fact that he's old school. He is. Yet he's coaching in a new school era. I love the fact that this guy is a big believer in culture. I I love that fact that he is. I I love the fact he's got built-in separation from Kyler Murray, being more of a defensive-minded head coach. I, I love that and think that actually will give him the kind of separation he needs that allows him to walk up and have that accountability with Kyler Murray. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I... <laughs> The more and more I think about it, man, seriously, the more and more I like Vance Joseph. I'll tell you, though, the crazy thing, and I'm not trying to shoot down what you just said, but the crazy thing is, is at this point, Cliff Kingsbury has more NFL head coaching experience than Vance Joseph, which is it's just wild to even think. Now, Vance Joseph has been around this league. Yeah. He's got a ton of assistant right. coaching. And, and even this dynamic that they had... He was like, he wasn't like a co-head coach, but he was like, you know, normally if it's 90-10, I feel like it was more like 65-35 because he was so in charge of the defense. Uh, All right, Innings Festival is back. The two-day music festival featuring Green Day, Eddie Vedder, Weezer, The Offspring, so much more returns to Tempe Beach Park February 25th and 26th. Wow, that's like a month and a half. Tickets just went on sale, and you can head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win tickets. When we come back, Darren Urban, senior writer for AZ Cardinals, com will weigh in on the changes at the top for the Cardinals this morning. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Kind of a busy day for the Arizona Cardinals. We always talk about how important the off-seasons are for the Cardinals, but I would say this one 
Just uh, we're only a few hours into this offseason, and it just became one of the most important they've ever had because they don't have a GM or a coach right now, and they're going to have a lot of free agents, and there's going to be a lot of player movement, I'm sure, as well. But joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line is the senior writer for azcardinals.com, Darren Urban. Uh, Darren, thanks for the time, man. I know I know it's a busy day. Um, I'll ask you the same question I've asked Paul Calvisi and some of the other guests we've had. What was just your initial reaction this morning? I suppose my initial reaction was probably, I, I think I probably expected something to happen. I mean, I wasn't sure if it would be both positions, but it just felt like uh, this was trending towards some kind of change. Uh, I think Michael Bidwell's kept a lot of it under wraps in terms of what he was exactly thinking over the last few weeks. Um, but at the same time, you know, I was telling somebody else, uh, I've I've been doing this long enough that I've been through a handful of transitions like this and coach firings and stuff like that. And you get a certain feel over what it feels like when you're about to have something like that happen. And quite frankly, it kind of was feeling like that. So I I guess I would have to say I wasn't very surprised. So Derb, yeah, I know. Uh, Unfortunately, was not surprised as well. What do you think might be the next step for Michael Bidwell? I know it's speculation right now. I know that Michael's going to be talking to the world at, I believe, 2 o'clock this afternoon. But what do you think might be the next step? It would make sense to me... you know, and, and again, there's so much of this is fluid, and we don't know what direction all this is going to go. It would make sense to me that you would want to get your general manager situation straightened out uh, before you went to the head coach. Now, some of that can change. Uh, I know it's been a very popular topic among the fans where they talk about potentially Sean Payton, and there's a lot of hurdles that would happen if somebody like that was in place. But if you bring in a coach like that who would probably have significant power, um, you know, maybe you would want to make that higher before the GM. But for the most part, I'm I'm a I'm a proponent of having the GM in place, letting that person be a part of the coach search. Um, you know, we'll see exactly what happens, where those people would come from. There's a couple reports out there of external candidates um, that have been talked about. Obviously, we all know about the internal candidates with Adrian Wilson and Quentin Harris here. So um, I'm not sure exactly where it goes. Hopefully, Michael Bidwell can shed a little bit of light on that when he speaks, um, but that would be my guess. Talking to Darren Urban, uh, senior writer for ACCardinals.com. Darren, I, look, I, and this is not meant in any way to pile on Cliff. I thought Cliff was a class act the whole way. I thought he was uh, handled himself very professionally, and I, and I don't think this is all his uh, his doing, certainly, and which is why I think the Cardinals have a, a lot of work to do, but when you look now at the four years that he was here, where do you think it ultimately went wrong for him? <sighs> There's a, there's a lot that would go into that, and I don't know if we have enough time to talk about all that, Luke. I mean, even even this year, I mean, I, I think Cliff would be the first person to say that he's done some things this year that he, he wish he hadn't done. But there were, there were so many elements involved in this season. I mean, I've been covering this team for more than 20 years, and I've seen some weird stuff uh, in singular seasons, and it, none of it is really measured up anywhere close to, to the totality of what this team has gone through on and off the field. And, you know, some of that was was shrapnel that Cliff Kingsbury had nothing to do with, but that would ultimately uh, hurt him. So, um, you know, 
I think the fact that the offense really struggled, even when Kyler Murray was healthy this year. I mean, we all know DeAndre Hopkins was suspended. That didn't help. The injuries didn't help. Um, but when you have a quarterback going into his fourth year, you're trying to make big strides when that quarterback is still uh, has a, a, a decent salary cap number, which Kyler still had this year and actually still has next year. Um, you want to make some hay with that. Um, and the fact that the offense struggled so much, and, and Kyler, quite frankly, was not the player he had been in the past year or two, um, I, I think ultimately made a difference. Derb, how much consideration do you think Vance Joseph will get in terms of being the next head coach? I, I think he'll get a decent amount of consideration. I, you know, again, I don't know where Michael Bidwell's head is at right, right. now. Uh, you know, Vance Joseph acknowledged last week that he did get a new contract last year, so he is under contract. I, I think Vance Joseph is a, uh, as you like to say, a leader of men. I do yes. think he fits well in that. But, but I also know that every time that the Cardinals have had a vacancy, uh, uh, most times they've had a vacancy. There's been an assistant on the staff that has drawn a little bit of attention as a potential replacement that um, you know maybe you look at and and he just might be part of the process but you know uh, one of the things that's tough in this league is when you're talking about replacing people at the top uh, with when you've struggled, which obviously this team has for the past season and a half, and you're talking about replacing with somebody who has already been there, that's that can be a tough sell too. So, um, you know, where that goes, I'm not sure. Obviously, I'm not privy to all the interview process. I do think Vance will get an interview, and I do think he'll be a candidate. But how strong of one, I just don't know that, Wolf. Uh, just to follow up on that with uh, with Darren Urban joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line, and there's maybe there's no way to know this, but if he is a candidate, if he didn't get the job, I mean, would there be a push to keep him around since he got the extension? I think a lot of people look at what he did with the defense, and it wasn't perfect by any means, but there was certainly some some good there. Well, I mean, to me, Luke, that all comes down to who's in place. Just like I want to, I would like to see a general manager be hired so that he could have a say in who his head coach is going to mm-hmm. be. If I'm if I'm a head coach, I want to be able to have control over my over my assistants, and so yeah, maybe Vance could stay in that role. But that would, to me, be up to the head coach who would come in. I mean, I, I keep thinking back to Bruce Arians, who did have ties to Ray Horton uh, when when uh, or, uh, Steve Wilkes had ties to Ray Horton or whatever the situation was, and Ray Horton ended up not sticking around. So uh, you, you never know what might happen because, again, these coaches want to be able to um, have a say in, in what they're doing. Um, and who is on their staff. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So, I, again, I hate to be so, like, wishy-washy about it, but yeah, until no, you no. know who's in charge, yeah. it's hard to know what's going to happen to all these guys. It's one of the reasons when you have assistants, you keep them on staff until they're no longer on staff because there are guys who might come in and say, I do want that guy. I do. I mean, Steve Hyden's been on what? a couple, three staffs now um, because the incoming head coaches like what he does. So there's always that possibility. You know, so much of the time when things go wrong, a lot of people point to the fact that there's a lack of discipline. There's a lack of discipline. When Whenever somebody acts out, there's a lack of discipline. A lot of people do that, and I I think um, they do it ad nauseum. Do you think, Darren, there was a lack of discipline on this team? I would say this one on a on a bigger picture wolf the there's a reason why when coach when 
teams have a quote unquote players coach, they usually go to the hard old school coach after and vice versa. Yeah. Is because the message starts to wear thin on the players. I would say in, in this regard, I, I think, and, and we saw this at the end of Hard Knocks with Cliff. He is a guy who believes that if you're a professional athlete, you are going to conduct yourself as a professional athlete. Yep. I think that's an okay way to look at it. The only issue is when you're talking about this many men, it's just like any other context in the world when you have a bunch of people coming together. Inevitably, not everybody's like that. Not everybody can be treated the same way. Not everybody's going to respond to the same things. And and when things go bad, it's it's kind of like the chemistry thing. When, when things are good, chemistry is always good, even if not everybody's the best friend because you're winning. Yep. And when you're losing, then all of a sudden the chemistry is bad or the discipline is bad and it's because you're losing and things get out of whack. So um, I don't know for certain if the discipline was a bad thing. I just think at this point there was probably a number of players that needed it reined in a little bit and I just don't know if Cliff Kingsbury was that guy. Again, as he kind of noted at the end of that Hard Knocks episode. Darren, great stuff as always, man. Thank you for the time. All right, thanks guys. Thanks a lot. That's Darren Urban, senior writer for azcardinals.com joining us right there and I know he's still got a busy day because Michael Bidwell's going to speak to the media in about an hour here. (laughs) So all these people we're talking to have a busy afternoon coming up. When we come back, uh, Dave Burns has a busy afternoon coming up, and he maybe didn't know how busy it was going to be when he first got up this morning. But he's going to join us next for Big Red Crosstalk and Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.